Why? Uh, I heard you. I heard you. Uh, you showed your old employer who's boss, Nick. Yeah, that's right. I sure did. I covered up their logo with a coffee sticker. On your on your water drinking cup. My water drinking cup covered the logo right up. Got a got a coffee logo instead. Guys, before we started recording, you know what Nick told me? This is the quote of the day. Nick said, "If it can hold water, you can you can drink out of it." And that's not a lie. I stand by that, and I'll die on that hill. Come at me. Nick said you can drink out of anything. A skull, a boot, a, a decorative mason jar. Or a plastic cup from your old employer who you do not like. Yes, I like my current employer and I dislike my former employer. Well, I told Nick, I said, uh, you got the last laugh, buddy, and he, he felt confirmed. Yes, I always suspected I had the last laugh. Uh, you did, uh, buddy boy, you did, and uh, and I'm here to tell you, I'm your I'm your P Pfizer buddy, P no P Pfizer pal. Yeah, we're the P Pfizer pals. Uh, we have both had our first dose, ladies and gentlemen, of the P Pfizer vaccine, and we both have our second dose a day apart. Yep. So come uh, April twenty second and twenty third, the P Pfizer pals are going to be on their way to complete inoculation. And then we'll be on our way to take over the world, Pinky. That's that's correct, and we will do so easily. And uh, you say, well, wh- how are you going to do that? Uh, and I would say this here hobby podcast is probably the first step. Yeah, we're not bogged down by all the money brought in by mattress ads, so we have time to plan these things. <laughs> we do. We absolutely do. We're not, we're not coordinating anything. But hey, hey, this is just, hey. Just everybody out there, you know, if you got a mattress and you want, you want some guys to sell your mattress, give give us a shout out. We'll, we'll sell your mattress. These people that listen to this podcast, they'll buy a mattress. They just need a code. It can be like trailers or something. So you know, just get at us if you sell mattresses. And also, we have, there's people that listen to this podcast that will they need they need to build a website themselves. Build it. They need to build it beautifully. Yeah. And, and we'll tell them to do that. You know, we, we don't got no scruples. I'll sell these jokers anything. Just come on. Just give me some money. <laughs> well, well, that's right here. Uh, we're really not. Uh, but you know what we are? We're, we are uh, two just basic white dudes. That's it. As each, each week, one trailer makes a joke about how white dudes have podcasts now. And I guess that's our life. That's our life, but we, this podcast, we talk about things that we've watched, and we talk about new things, so we, let's just go ahead and start about what, talking about what we done had watched this week. Oh, the things these eyes have seen. Ben, what did you watch this week? So, I started watching The Mummy. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, the 1990 film starring Brendan Fraser. And uh, it's 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 good. Uh, it's a little. Um, th- there's some funny like over the top stuff. Like there's the the battle scene at that uh, side of the dead or whatever that place is. Like when dudes get shot, they like jump backwards and flail their arms. You know. Oh yeah, it's fully a '90s movie. <laughs> Definitely a '90s movie, but it's pretty fun. Um, it's got some good '90s effects. You know that you're that you are looking for uh, CGI. So I haven't finished it yet. I, I started watching it at 11 o'clock p.m. 
the uh, the other night, so I've got to finish that. So I, I also started watching season three of Formula One Drive to Survive, and it is just as good as the other two seasons. Um, this is like the most bingeable show uh, on Netflix, I think. Um, I just love it. Uh, it's just so interesting. It's just an interesting world. And I love racing, so this is, uh, it's really good. So even if you're not a Formula One fan or not a racing fan, you'd probably find this interesting. It's very human interesty, you know? Um, and you get to see some exotic places uh, around the world. Sounds pretty good. Sounds good to me. Yeah, would you, you watched a ton of stuff. You're on this streak, right? Yeah, I'm on the streak of, I w- I've been watching one or two movies a day since, for two weeks, so... Uh, I watched the Godzilla 1954, the original, the very first Godzilla movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a really good movie. Uh, it, like The social commentary is on point. The effects are good for, you know, being 1954. Sure. Uh, they're fun. Uh, it's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's on HBO. I watched one of my favorite movies. This isn't a new movie that I haven't seen. This is just one of my favorite movies. It's Up in the Air with George Clooney. It's a Jason Reitman movie. It also had Anna Kendrick. I hadn't seen this movie since it came out, which was a while ago. And I have forgot that Anna Kendrick was in it. And I had just created... Because I didn't know who she was yet, you know, when this movie came out. Because it was a long time ago. And I had just constructed, like, a stand-in actress in my head who wasn't anyone for this role. Because I didn't know who it was. And then when I saw that it was Anna Kendrick, who I now know, it was really weird. <laughs> it like filled in parts of my brain. But yeah, Up in the Air. It's on HBO. It's one of my favorite movies. It's George Clooney. Very good movie. And then I watched Terminator Dark Fate, which is the newest Terminator movie. It's as good as any of the Terminator sequels after Terminator 2. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was, I like... I, a lot of people don't like Terminator Salvation. I kind of like that one best. That was the one where they were like in the future, uh, which they never are in the future in these movies. So I, I still think that one's the best one that's still not really one or two, which are obviously the, the real ones. <laughs> uh, I watched Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. Is that Wesley Snipes? Yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock. Uh, that was a really dumb, really dumb movie. Uh, it was fun to watch, but it's really, really stupid, even for being a '90s movie. Yeah, that's not the uh, that's not the one with the shells, is it? Yeah, yeah, the three seashells. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was fun, but it's like a dumb, dumb fun movie. Uh, and I watched the Bling Ring because I'm trying to watch every Sofia Coppola movie. It's really good. It is. Yeah, this is. A, I I could not believe I wouldn't if I didn't know that this was a true story i wouldn't believe it yeah it's insane uh also i can't believe that orlando bloom just left his house unlocked (laughs) full of rolexes what a goon uh but yeah fully true story and then i watched a movie there's this movie that came out in 2007 it was nominated for best picture it was called michael clayton also with george clooney uh, I remember in 2007 seeing this and thinking, like, this is a movie made for real, actual adults, not, like, 20-year-old me. <laughs> I watched it last night, or not last night, on Thursday night. No, I don't know what day it is. I watched it on Tuesday night. My God, that's a good movie. I was literally sitting on the end of my, like, the Shea thing on my couch, the Shea lounger, like, with my mouth hanging open. 
I can't believe how good that movie is. It is so good. I was like enraptured the whole time. So that definitely should have won Best Picture in 2007 instead of The Departed. It was better than The Departed. The Departed came out in 2007? Yeah, yeah. I had to check because I saw it was nominated for Best Picture and I was like, what one? What movie was better than that? And it was apparently that, but this, I can tell you, was better. Also, it's really weird to see Tilda Swinton play a normal human being. <laughs> she was just like a CEO of a company. I was like, really? You're like, you're not like an angel or like a monster or like an ancient one or something? <laughs> uh, and then I watched Batman 1989, obviously classic. I just wanted to watch... Uh, Batman 1989. You dropped me in that vat of chemicals, and that wasn't easy to get over. <laughs> so good. I love that one. Uh, I, I love Tim Burton's uh, Art Deco Gotham. So that was, that was a good movie. And then just now, I watched the season finale of Resident Alien. Really, really good series. I'm glad they renewed it for season two. Just extremely good. Well done, sci-fi. I need to check that out. Maybe I need to check out... How, how did you watch Michael Clayton? It's on HBO. Okay, okay. Yeah, mo- most of the stuff I watched this week was on HBO. But yeah, Michael Clayton was so good. I, I was literally like sitting on the edge of my, my chair watching it. And then I, after that, I was like, I must be an actual adult then. Because my 20-year-old self was like, this movie seems like it's made for like adults. <laughs> uh, I wasn't into it. A 20-year-old uh, Nick wasn't into it. Yeah, I just I, I just blew it off. And then I, I was like, I want to watch this movie. And it was, man. Man, was that good. Okay, I'm going to check that out then. Uh, all right, so that's what we've done, had watched this past week, and now it's time to talk about some here new news. This is Dumb Dudes News Network. Our first one is something that has been on new on like nerd news blog sites every couple years for the past 20 years easily but this time is it seems real (laughs) whatever studio holds the rights to thundercats has greenlit a thundercats movie from a script written by adam wingard who is has just directed godzilla versus kong apparently he considers himself the foremost thundercats nerd on the planet and says he wrote a 300-page Thundercats movie script when he was a sophomore in high school, and all his friends made fun of him. How funny. It is. It's very funny. Uh, he says he's not going to make it live action because he doesn't want it to look like cats, and then he was like, not to throw that director under the bus <laughs> or anything. Uh, so it's going to be like a mocap uh, animation, like a hybrid animation style. And so that might happen. Thunder. He says he's not going to redesign them. He's like, it's going to look like Thundercats. It's going to be an 80s color scheme Thundercats movie about Thundercats. Oh, fun. So it's CGI, but they're keeping the same design and color scheme. Yeah, and it's going to be hybrid CGI. So I don't think all of it. I think some of it's going to be 2D overlaid with some CG. So I, I don't know. He, he seems to be hinting that it's going to be sort of a new look. So we'll see if that ever happens. I feel like some of the um, some of the anime that's coming out of Japan is sort of like this. I'm thinking of like the Appleseed stuff, Ultraman, that sort of. Yep. It almost looks like hybrid CGI. So, uh, or even that a Klaus movie, uh, the Klaus movie. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The was, Christmas movie on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So the, I think this is definitely doable, and they can make it look really good. Um, and I think if the writing and the action is good, man, I I'm I'm excited about this. 
I feel like I believe him that he knows the most about Thundercats. So I, I'll watch it if it. You know, I'm excited about it. I hope it. I hope it happens. Listen, uh, I w- if you're going to make something like this, something nostalgic like this, I need somebody who's passionate about it, who grew up with it, who knows it. Yeah, who wrote a 300-page script in high school, not <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> not oh. Michael Bay making Ninja Turtle movies and not like having ever seen Ninja Turtles. Gosh, yeah. It, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, can we just get like a redo? Yeah, like a mulligan. Maybe Adam Wingard wants to make those. Yeah, if he nails this, like give it to him. Seriously. Our second piece of news here is that this was really unexpected to me. Uh, Netflix has paid $450 million to acquire the sequel and third sequel, Trequel, to Knives Out. So Knives Out 2 and 3 will be Netflix movies. Are these going to be direct sequels? Are they going to be in like the Knives Out universe or like a Knives Out style tale with a new cast, new setting, all that kind of stuff you think? It's going to be a new setting uh, with Daniel Craig's character. So it'll be sort of like a like a Hercule Poirot type thing where it's the same detective solving different crimes. So I, I'm into this. I'm into this. Uh, <laughs> his accent's kind of funny, but I'm into it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, I, every time someone argues about his accent, he just sounds like someone from North Carolina to me. Like, I've heard people talk like that. He talks like Foghorn Leghorn and people from North Carolina talk like that. Not all of them, but I've heard people talk like that. Well, you can hear me make fun of him in, in the previous episode where we talk about Knives Out. Yep, it's true. Well, I will watch both of these. Me too. I bet the, I bet they won't be called Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3. It'll probably I bet it'll be something else out. <laughs> uh, c- scimitars Out. <laughs> the second one's going to be called Suns Out, and the third one's going to be called Guns Out. <laughs> uh indeed indeed it will uh calling it here we should put this on our future our future blazers yeah, yeah suns out and guns out <laughs> <laughs> or I, i'll do uh scimitar out and uh you know maybe cannons out or something like that <laughs> cannons out yeah uh, all right so this third piece of news we have here is that mortal Kombat moved one week out to april 23rd so we're getting a little bit of a delay there uh venom 2 let There Be Carnage moved one week to September 24th, and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City moved to Thanksgiving. What is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City? Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is the rebooted movie franchise that's actually based on the games. It got Luther from uh, Umbrella Academy as Wesker, and Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp is in it, and a couple other people. Uh, the girl from that alligator movie is Claire. The girl from that alligator movie, yes. <laughs> crawl, crawl, the alligator movie, crawl. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, some minor release date adjustments here. Yeah, I'm still really excited about Mortal Kombat. I still think I want to do the Kung Lao costume, so I really need this to come out so I can see it. Uh, we're, we're in the month of, of Mortal Kombat now. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of stuff coming out, uh, you and I are going to go see uh kong godzilla versus kong in the in the theater tomorrow so excited about this yeah so my cousin rented that theater out and we're gonna right. go see it tomorrow uh i am going to go the movie theaters the latest showings here in town are 8 15 so i'm gonna go see like an 8 15 movie ours is at 7 40 so by the time you get out i'll have seen it so you can text me about it oh sweet sweet uh, final piece of news we have here is that WB cancels The New Gods and The Trench. I don't know what either of these are. 
the, these are both DC movies. The New Gods was some... I don't know DC stuff, but it's like something about Darkseid and like some other like ancient characters. It was going to be directed by Ava DuVernay. And The Trench was a spinoff of Aquaman about the Marianas Trench or something. It sounded like a bad idea to me originally. And the they canceled them. They announced that today. If this turns out to be an April Fool's joke, it would be pretty involved with, like, Ava DuVernay tweeting that she was sad to leave and thinking, like, the production team and stuff seems weird for a, an April Fool's Day prank. That's not funny at all. No, it wouldn't be funny. So I'm taking this at face value for now. But, yeah, they I guess they don't want to do these these movies. I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing over there. They don't. They, they, they've made one good decision since the first Wonder Woman. And that is to hire James Gunn to, to to direct Suicide Squad. Yeah, there was a new Suicide Squad trailer today, but maybe if next week is slow, we'll talk about that next week because I, I don't. It was too soon to release to recording that it came out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, well, I'm not too worried about uh, what WB does or doesn't do. I'm not too concerned. I'm not too worried about it. Me neither. Uh, but you know what I am worried about. What's that? Uh, nothing really. I got my, I got my shot. I got my COVID shot, man. I got the first shot. I'm not worried about anything. Doesn't it make you feel much, much better about the earth? Dude, I just, I was very excited to get it and then I got it and I'm still excited. So, uh, in my excitement, uh, oh, you know, something else I'm excited about. I'm just, I'm just trying to segue, do these segues, man. Uh, but you know what I'm excited about? This new segment that we've got for you folks. Yes, you heard me right. A new segment. Yeah, this is a new game that was inspired this week because Kevin and Jay both were sending me IMDb trivia for different movies. And it gave me a little idea. I had a spark of an idea from all of this. Inspiration. Yeah, so this new game is called IMDBS. IMDBS. What it is is we've taken five movies each. We've combed the IMDb trivia section. We have two real spots of trivia and one fake spot of trivia that we made up whole cloth. And uh, we're going to read these, and the other the other trailer blazer is going to have to guess which of the, the three bits of trivia is the lie. So it's like, spot the lie. And that way I can use my BS fly swatter to swat away the flies that is your BS. And you at home, you can play this game with us because you this is the first time that you heard this and so you can play i'm pretty excited about this this seems like it's going to be funny it, it is i want you to go first i want you to read me your things first and let's let's do it do we want to switch back and forth or do we want to... oh yeah yeah let's do that let's do that all right i'll i'll go first though and then you will go back we'll switch back okay. and forth all right all right for my first movie is demolition man oh <laughs> it was fresh on my mind yeah Trivia A. Wesley Snipes kicks and punches, sometimes look lurchy and awkward. Snipes is an accomplished black belt in real life, and his kicks and punches were so fast that they blurred on camera. Hence, the producers asked him to slow them down. Trivia B. Wesley Snipes' costume, blue overalls, a red shirt, and blonde hair, was an allusion to the long-running King Features syndicate comic strip Dennis the Menace. 
The film, starring Macaulay Culkin, was also released in 1993. Trivia C. During filming, Rob Schneider became friends with Sandra Bullock, but had reservations about her next project, Some Bus Movie, that he didn't think would take off. Speed was one of the next year's most critically and financially successful movies. I'm going to go with uh, Trivia B is the lie. So you don't think that Wesley Snipes' design, character design was based on Dennis the Menace? I don't. <laughs> ben, you are 100% correct. I made that up wholesale. Uh, I just thought when I was watching it that he looked like Dennis the Menace because he has the blonde hair, the red shirt, and the overalls. I'm BS proof. I thought I could throw you off because I, th- I threw in the... the- the syndicate that ran the comic strip. I thought that was a good touch. That was like the King Features Syndicate comic strip. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna fool me you. on this one. <laughs> I thought I could get you with that. No, 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 no. All right. So my first one here is Black Widow, the movie Black Widow. All right. Uh, trivia A: David Hayter, voice of Solid Snake from the Metal Gear Solid game series, wrote a script and was set to direct Black Widow in 2004 when the characters' film rights were still at Artisan Entertainment and Lionsgate. Trivia B. During filming, David Harbour had an allergic reaction to the red dye on the leather of his suit, um, which caused a rash that delayed the filming of some of his scenes for two days. In the Okay, Trivia C. In the comics, Daredevil and Black Widow were a couple, and Charlie Cox from Netflix's Daredevil wanted a crossover movie or wants a crossover movie hmm those are all pretty good i know see the thing about the third one is that it has elements of truth that i know to be true because i know widow and daredevil were together in the comics Mm -hmm. but i don't know about that that obviously he would probably want to be in it uh but i don't know if he's publicly said it so i'm going to go with c C is actually true. It's actually ah! a t- <laughs> the the lie was trivia B. Uh, there was ah. no allergic reaction that David Hayter had. So, yeah, BS a BSer. Good for you. I hope you feel good about yourself. I knew I knew that David Hayter wrote a script. Uh, so that one I. Knew. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, David Harbor. I, yeah, David, David Harbor. Oh, you knew that David Hayter wrote a script. I knew that, so that was some, I. I knew that one, but I didn't know what year it was. So none of mine are just uh, for your own personal benefit. I didn't like change one word in any of mine uh, to make it false. My my fake ones I made up completely. Uh, if that if that helps you at all. Okay. Uh, all right. So you're up one, and I'm down one. Yep. So one to zero so far. All right. My second movie is Terminator: Dark Fate. <laughs> a lot of these are fresh on my mind yeah sure <laughs> all right trivia a at one point during filming the bridge scene the prop grenade launcher linda hamilton was using malfunctioned and began to emit a high-pitched whine unable to stop it or fix the problem the team discreetly dumped the prop into the reservoir trivia b in this terminator installment the energy sphere which is created when a person is sent back in time produces intense cold, as seen by the frozen clothes on the washing line. In all other Terminator films, the energy produces intense heat, not cold. Trivia C. 
The sunglasses worn by the T-800 slash Carl in the flashback scene where he kills John Connor are exactly the same iconic model worn by the T-800 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I think the second one sounds like the lie, the frozen thing. Ben, you are 100% wrong. Oh, no. The made up up one is the team discreetly dumping the prop grenade launcher into the (laughs) reservoir. (laughs) That one, my my tactic was to think of something that sounded so weird that you would think it was real. (laughs) Yeah, well, that works. (laughs) So... Yeah, bs a BSer. That worked. Um, you know, I probably should have known that, though. Anyway, anyway, who cares? All right, so my second one is Rogue One. A Star Wars story. All right, so uh, trivia A. Director Gareth Edwards rejected four different versions of Mon Mothma's costume before settling on the version that appeared on the screen. Uh, tra- uh, trivia B, in earlier versions of the script, Lyra Esso was a Jedi. This was abandoned in later versions as the idea of exploring the lives of galaxies' normal inhabitants, especially after the fall of the Jedi Order, was considered more interesting. Trivia C, the rebel base at Yavin 4 features several full-size cardboard cutouts of X-Wings and Y-Wing fighters using the same technique of filling out the hangar as in the original Star Wars episode for A New Hope. All of these sound real, so you did a good job with whatever lie that it was. I'm going to guess that the lie is B. You are 100% wrong. (laughs) The lie was A about the Mon Mothma costumes. So... Yeah, BS a BSer. Uh, I thought maybe that. <laughs> I guess she was sort of just wearing what she wore in a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It wasn't that hard to get right, I guess. So, yeah, that's that not was ba- that good. was completely made up. That wasn't based on anything. Like there was no there was no issues with Mon Mothman's costume that I know <laughs> of whatsoever. <laughs> so, so that's interesting that she was maybe going to be a Jedi at one point. I th- I like the way they went that she wasn't. I think that was a good a, a good play. All right, I'm not doing so hot. Uh, I it's I'm over two. And you're one for two so far. Yep. But let's let's try you against this one. My third film is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Trivia A. During filming in Tunisia, nearly everyone in the cast and crew got sick except director Steven Spielberg. It is thought he avoided illness by eating only the food he'd brought with him, a lot of cans of SpaghettiOs. Trivia B. When filming moved from Tunisia to London, most of the film's wardrobe was lost in transit. Steven Spielberg had to hire out dozens of British tailors to rush production on new wardrobe overnight, including Indy's iconic jacket, of which the original never resurfaced. And Trivia C. The film was originally given an R rating because of the exploding head at the end. They didn't want the picture to be rated R, so they added layers of fire in front of his face to make it appear less graphic. I'm going to say the lie is A. So you don't think that they got sick and ate SpaghettiOs? I don't think the spaghetti. I don't think Steven Spielberg ate SpaghettiOs, no. Ben? Steven Spielberg loved those SpaghettiOs, and that's all he ate. <laughs> you are kidding me. <laughs> yeah, that's, apparently everyone got sick, except for him, and it's because he wouldn't eat the local food. He was only eating SpaghettiOs that he brought with. 
this led to another bit of trivia is that the reason that Indy shot the guy instead of sword fighting him was because Harrison Ford was too sick to do the sword fighting scene. So that's where that came from. The lie was the thing about the wardrobe being lost uh, and them having to make all, all new wardrobe overnight. I made that up out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so good. And then, then I was, because like my mind was going, holy cow, there is an original indie jacket floating around on the face of the earth somewhere. <laughs> I just thought that would be a cool little thing. I don't know. Uh, you could make a whole movie about that. Right? It's, it's, it's a cool idea. Uh, but that was a lie, a dirty, rotten lie. Uh, you, you got me. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm one for three. So, you BS'd a BSer. Good for you. I hope you feel good about yourself. Yep. All right. So keeping in our Steven Spielberg uh, set here, I've got my number three movie is Hook. All right. So here we go. Lie, <laughs> lie. Uh, okay. So trivia A: Actor Bob Hoskins, who played Smee. Brought, he bought beer for over 300 extras after they finished shooting a lengthy and complicated scene. Trivia B, the word bangerang is actually Jamaican slang for uproar, disorder, or disturbance. And trivia C, the prop marbles that belong to Toodles in the film were actually Steven Spielberg's personal marbles from his childhood. That third one sounds real to me. Like I feel like I believe all Steven Spielberg trivia. So it's between the first two. <laughs> yeah, I had the spaghettios. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see. The first one. I feel like you maybe were trying to trick me with specificity. So I'm gonna guess A, even though I know Bob Hoskins to be a stand-up guy. <laughs> he was a stand-up guy, and he did buy beer for oh, those 300 oh, extras. Beans. Yeah, BS, a BSer. <laughs> Over 300 extras. Um, yeah, so Bob Hoskins was uh, he was a stand-up guy that bought beer for you. And I well, imagine this the scene was probably on the pirate ship when they were putting the the boo box scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or the baseball scene. Um, either well, one. Well, I'm I'm wrong, but I'm glad I'm wrong because that means Bob Hoskins is just as cool as I think he is. Which one's <laughs> fake? Uh, C, the prop marbles thing. No! <laughs> I tricked myself because of my previous one. <laughs> yeah, there's a little reverse psychology on you there. Uh, that's good. That's a good one. All right, uh, shifting gears, but remaining in the 90s, firmly in the 90s, we're going to jump to my fourth film, Beetlejuice. Ooh, fun. Bum, 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 bum. Number A. <laughs> Number A. The studio originally wanted to call the film House Ghosts. As a joke, Tim Burton suggested the name Scared Sheetless and was horrified when the studio actually considered using it. Number B. Beetlejuice was the first DVD sent out on Netflix in 1998. And uh, Number C. Michael Keaton stole the original costume after filming, but did not admit to it until 2013. That sounds like the lie. I'm going to go with C. I think that's, that's snap judgment. That's the lie. You got me right away. Yeah, I made that one up. He did not steal it. <laughs> I'm BS proof. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't think so. The scared sheetless thing, though, that's crazy. I thought that you would maybe think that one is fake, like Tim Burton thought it was fake, and then he was horrified to find that they were considering it, which I think is very funny. Oh, that is good. Um, well, so that makes me two for four? 
Yeah, you're two for two for four. Okay, and you're over four. I'm over, over four. I'm I'm or over three. Over you're over three. three. I'm over three. I'm doing okay. bad. All right, we'll see if you can get this one. The next movie uh, that I chose was Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. So these are pretty good, I think. So the so number A. This movie used a unique combination of Adobe After Effects plugins applied uh, to achieve its unique look. So, and it, you know, there's no new technology that was created to achieve the stylized look of the movie. Uh, trivia number B: Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't interested when the original script was pitched to her, but Jude Law called her personally and convinced her to sign on. Trivia number C. During the giant robot scene, you can see King Kong climbing the Empire State Building in the background. My snap judgment is that last one, much like yours was, and I'm going to commit to it and say that King Kong is not in the movie. Uh, I hate to tell you, King Kong is in the movie. (laughs) You can go on YouTube right now and they will zoom in on it and you will see King Kong on that Empire State Building. Yeah, BS, a BSer. All right. Well, I'm then it had to be the first one, right? No. It was the Gwyneth Paltrow one? It was the Gwyneth Paltrow one. That was the most realistic sounding one. So you did really good. So what I did with this one, so this actually the opposite is true of this. So the truth is that after seeing the first 6 minutes of the original short upon which the movie was based, Gwyneth Paltrow agreed to sign on at an indie movie wage without even seeing a script. Uh, so she was super into it. She was super into it. That's like Bruce Willis with 12 Monkeys. He did it for almost no money because he liked the script so much. Yeah. Uh, don't you want to be in a position where you can <laughs> make a movie uh, and you don't need the money? You just want to do it? Yeah. I learned that Danny Trejo uh, will will go to colleges and go to like message boards and he'll just be in people's student films for them. And that's why he has so many credits on IMDb because he's in a lot of student films because he just does it for fun. That's that's actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty great. He's he seems pretty chill. <laughs> that's pretty great. Okay, so Nick, so you're you're over four here, uh, so I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, you're you're winning. But let's see if 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 you can get my final one here. Okay. This is the movie X Men from 2000. Hmm. And you. Uh, Nothing nothing in here about auto safety. I say, don't give me any advice on auto safety. All right. So the trivia one, A, is Ray Park was cast in the role of Toad after mistakenly showing up to the wrong set during shooting and befriending the stunt coordinator, Chad Stalski, who would go on to direct John Wick. Trivia B, neither Patrick Stewart nor Ian McKellen knew how to play chess during filming. A chess master had come in to teach them. And Trivia C. Brian Singer banned comics on set, not wanting them to influence the cast. They read them secretly anyway. This is your hardest one yet. They all sound like lies. (laughs) That was literally my strategy on this one. (laughs) Every last one of these sounds like a a ding-dang lie. Yep. Um, I find it really hard to believe that those two guys didn't know how to play chess. Ray Park, when I know Ray Park wanted to be a stuntman when he came to Hollywood, um, but it's still plausible that he got the job that way. It's 
potentially plausible. And then the last one, um, not allowing them to read comics is like the opposite of what directors usually do. I mean, heck, uh, we had a vision watching all of Dick Van Dyke before making WandaVision, right? So it's like pretty standard to get in tune with the original source material. Okay, so... But Brian Singer might have done that. So I'm going to go with B as the lie. So you don't believe that they couldn't play chess? I don't I don't believe that. Ben, those two British knights could not play chess. Yeah, BS, a BSer. That is unbelievable to me. I know that they had to be taught chess to play to do that scene in the movie is ridiculous. Also it's ridiculous that they couldn't just fake it. Yeah. And they had to teach them for real. Yeah, like you just break up the shots and say, move it to this square. Like it's the easiest thing in the world. Why would you waste money on a chess master coming in? This is ridiculous. It's absurd. That's why I, I thought that you would fall for that one. Uh, the one that I made up was the Ray Park one. I just wanted to flex that I knew that the stunt coordinator was Chad Salsky. <laughs> <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I think that's what I'm supposed to say here. Yep, yep. Wow, you get that was a, God. That was a tough one, dude. I would have never got. I don't think I would ever gotten that one. Well, you you got my Michael Keaton one, and you got my Wesley Snipes one. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let my my final one here is Fifth Element. So we're coming back to Bruce Willis here. All right. All right. So uh, number A trivia trivia number A. The divine language spoken by Lilu was invented by co-writer and director Luke Besson. Besson, and further refined by Mila Jovovich, who had little trouble learning and developing it as she was already fluent in four languages. Trivia B. When the president tells Father Vito Cornelius, uh, also known as Bilbo Baggins, um, he has 20 seconds to state his point. Vito talks for nearly one minute. uh, Trivia C. The wonder on Bruce Willis's face when the diva sings is actually real. That was the first time he'd heard it and had seen the actress in full makeup. I find it extremely hard to believe that Bruce Willis was moved ever in his life. (laughs) 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 Every bone in my body is telling me it's that one, but I've been wrong every time so far, so maybe my instincts are bad. Oh. (laughs) Ah, I gotta go with that. I don't believe Bruce Willis has feelings. Uh, well, I, I I hate to inform you that he in fact does, <laughs> and totally that really stunned. was it was true wonder on his face, buddy. Was it a? <laughs> no, that she really can speak four languages. Okay, I, that that I did think was true, and but then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. So I okay. She becomes cooler, cooler and cooler by the day to me. She rules. She rules. Yeah, so in that scene where Vito Cornelius, Bilbo Baggins, is talking to the president, he actually, he says you have 20 seconds, and he speaks for exactly 20 seconds. Ah, uh, see, I thought that might be the other, but time in movies, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah, see, that, and that's why I thought, oh, this would be a good one to create a lie out of, because usually they warp time in movies, and it's, and it's never the same, it's never right, but this was 20 seconds on the dot. So, yeah, bs a BSer. Good for you. I hope you feel good about yourself. Yep. Well, I got skunked, but it was still really fun. I really I really enjoyed that segment. It was very fun. We play some fun games on here, man. I like our games. Yeah, I do too. 
Plus, this one is infinitely mineable because every movie has like a million trivia things. So. Yeah, and there's like a million movies out there, so that's perfect. So let us let us know if you like this game, IMDBS. And actually, like, let us know if you like any of the games more than others. Like, is there a particular game that we've played that sh- you know anybody that's listened to past episodes like? Which ones do you like? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's talk about some here new new trailers. We got some new new, some new new. New 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 new. New new. Trailers, folks. We have a perfectly aligned Adele Dazine. These are wickedly talented, wickedly bad for the most part. <laughs> there's a couple that are are good, and there's one that is my favorite of of, of ever. Uh, so we'll we'll go through them. We will go through. I mean, the, the booger ones, we'll just kind of, we'll kind of go through pretty quick because we're already here at the 40 minute mark, right? Yeah, we spent more time on the game. <laughs> we did. Uh, we, the game was fun, though. Uh, all yeah. right, so the trailer number one here is called New Gods, Nezra Reborn, except they don't pronounce it Nezra in the trailer. This is a Chinese CGI movie. Yeah, so the beginning, the animation at the beginning of this movie uh, looks really awesome. There's yep. like a dragon, and it looks like they're rec- recounting some sort of old folklore myth about a dragon. And then it sort of shifts into a more modern sort of anime CG look. Uh, it looks good. Uh, it looks cool. Um, I, th- I, I I think it might end up on Netflix. But, yeah, I, I'll probably never get around to it. It's just It was pretty, and I'm glad I watched the trailer. This is probably a movie, because this, this trailer is Netflix Asia, but if it comes out in America, this is a movie I will probably watch when I donate platelets. Mm-hmm. Um, I can almost guarantee that's going to be when I watch this, if it comes out in America. Um, but I agree, yeah, it, it, uh, I like that animation style in the very beginning of it, and then it, I think the animation's fine. It's not the best CGI you've ever seen, but it looks interesting enough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, trailer number two that we have here is called Wrath of Man. Yeah, this is finally, finally, Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham are back together after many, many years. They famously made the movie Snatch, which is an extremely good movie. And I don't think they did any together since then, even though they did previous ones like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then that other one, which I can't remember the name of right now. Nine millimeter. Yes. I don't know. I think it was that. But anyway, the plot of this is the plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company, responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around LA each week. I feel like there's a movie made about these trucks before. I feel like there has to have been, but this one has a twist where it looks like he's trying to find revenge on a specific armed car robber. And so he's using this as an excuse to take out all of the armed car robbers. Uh, that sounds interesting. This looks interesting. And I like this duo, this combo. I want this combo actively. Yeah, they work the best. Like the best you'll get from Jason Statham is from Guy Ritchie. Because look at look at Snatch. Snatch is a perfect movie. And also Elizabeth Debicki is, is in this movie. And, and I like her a lot. Yeah, so we are both looking forward to this. Uh, if you watch this trailer, I don't know if the movie's like this, but they took inspiration from Edgar Wright, and uh-huh. they timed they timed the gunshots to the music in the trailer. I've noticed that a few times since Baby Driver. Trailers will time the gunshots to the music. I don't know if they're doing it in the movie. This movie I'll actually see, so I'll be able to find out if they do that in the actual movie or if it's just the trailer. But yeah, it's definitely a thing started by Edgar Wright. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what my favorite Guy Ritchie movie is? Which one? The King Arthur one. That one's awesome. Not enough people understand how good that is because we live in dumb America where they don't get it. God, they don't. I love that movie. It's so cool. I think we've talked about so it before. So good. Yeah, I think we're like the five people in America that like it. We're two of them. <laughs> Probably so. Okay, next trailer we got here is called The Night House. Yeah, so this stars uh, uh, Rebecca Hall from Iron Man 3. She was the extremist scientist. And it's about a widow who begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets, which appears to be that he built some sort of mirror universe house, I I think. And she's going into it, and it's like, there's a mirror universe, and I think the ghosts are like mirror universe people, so I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, you you, you compared it to us. Yeah, it's yeah. white white version of us, which is what Jess said when we were watching the trailer. Oh, okay, Jess said that. I said it was like uh, another Earth horror edition. Yeah, except uh, another Earth, I think, is one of the coolest, most like beautiful, melancholy movies ever made. And it's one of those movies that I love it, but I would never watch it again. Uh, but this yeah. this movie, The Night House, I don't even want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to watch this once. No thanks. So yeah, it's like a bad version of Another Earth. Yeah, so it's uh, it exists. Uh, you horror fans, go go and take a look. Mm-hmm. Now the next trailer that we have here is for everybody. I think uh, mm-hmm. anybody that likes good stuff, uh, and this is The Bad Batch. Yeah, coming to Disney Plus May the fourth. This is a sort of sequel slash spinoff to the Clone Wars, starring the Bad Batch, which is an elite commando group of clones that all are very specialized and troublemakers oh yeah they're they don't fit the mold they're very unique uh that's why they're the bad batch and they're like these are the clones that you get to do the secret missions you send these guys in to to do the jobs the other ones can't do yeah they're, they're almost like uh like a like a preview version of the republic commandos yeah, these are actually, I think, some sort of very specialized commando, Republic commandos. Because uh, they're in a couple episodes of Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Like, they introduce them. Oh. So, if you watch the first four episodes, I think it's the first four. It's either the first four or the second four uh, episodes of the Season 7 of The Clone Wars. The Bad Batch is introduced. And uh, they, they go on a mission with, like, Ahsoka and, and them. And, uh, yeah, it looks really good. I saw my boy Rex in there, uh, Captain Rex, uh, in his normal clone captain armor. I believe this is post-Order 66, because I believe it takes place after the Clone Wars. And I don't think... Either they they removed their chips, because some of the clones removed the the chips in their head that made them do Order 66. Uh... And, like, one of them I know was Echo, who was in the, the Bad Batch. So he probably removed the other guys. So they're probably rogue. And we'll see what, what happens to them with the rise of the Empire. So I'm excited about it. Also, this trailer features one of the Bad Batchers uh, taking somebody to Suplex City. Oh, yeah. I think that was Wrecker. He loves he loves suplexing people. I'm here for it. I, I, I want to see them do that. The animation on this looks really good. Yeah, it looks like season seven of the Clone Wars where they really upped the animation budget yeah. for this. Yeah. Also, Fennec Shand from Mandalorians in it. Yeah, yeah, same voice actress too. Um, yep. Uh, what's her name? Old Ming Na. Ming Na, yes, Ming Na Wei, Ming Na. Is it Ming Na Wen? 
When? 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 That's it. The original Mulan. I did not know that. Yep, she was Mulan. How about that? Wow, you learned something new. The more you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, um, trailer number five here, Shadow and Bone. And no, this isn't the newest uh, business started by a millennial in your suburban neighborhood. <laughs> nope, this is a young adult novel series that was converted to a Netflix show starring Ben Barnes. And uh, you'll know Ben Barnes is the bad guy from most TV shows. And it's about dark forces that conspire against the orphan map maker Alina Starkov when she unleashes an extraordinary power that could change the fate of her war-torn world. Um, I, my response to that description, Nick, is uh, does YA literature have no new ideas? I thought about that for a second, and then I thought, well, that one famous author says that there's only three stories. There's like a stranger comes to town... There are only two plots. A person goes on a journey or a stranger comes to town. And that was said by the late novelist John Gardner. And uh, you can pretty much fit anything into those two things if you try hard enough. So this one is a person goes on a journey. And the other one's being Clint Eastwood movies, A Stranger Comes to Town. (laughs) (laughs) Every movie that's popping into my head absolutely fits one of those two. Our, uh, Our friend of the show, Sheila... I know she likes the book series of Shadow and Bone, uh, but we'll get to that in the trailer mailers. Is this is this Russian? Is this Russian? Shadow and Bone? Yeah. I don't think so, but I also don't know. Okay. Uh, I think this is probably a little too YA for me. It looks like I'll start watching it, and and but I don't guarantee finishing it. I'm going to make a prediction. You will not make it past episode three. It's a, we'll have to see. We'll see when it comes out. We'll just have to see. Uh, trailer number six here uh, is called Together Together. And this has got Ed Helms, our favorite. Yeah, our old buddy Ed Helms. At least he's playing like a nice character in this instead of a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis here is when a young loner becomes the gestational surrogate for a single man in his 40s, the two strangers come to realize this unexpected relationship will challenge their perceptions of connection, boundaries, and the particulars of love. So this is a, it seemed like a wholesome idea to me. Ed Helms wants a kid. Oh, he's a donor. He's a donor. Yeah, but I think he, he's a donor because he wants the kid. She's, she's a surrogate and he's the donor, but he's going to have the kid, like he's going to keep the kid. Oh, he oh he's the guy that wants... This was not clear to me in the trailer. So he wants the kid. He wants to be a single parent. Yeah, he wants to be a single parent. Uh, he wants to have a kid. And then... So so he is a weirdo. He's a weirdo in a way, yeah. But he's not like a... Sometimes he's he plays mean characters. And in this, he doesn't seem like he's mean. No, he does seem like a nice guy in this. Um, I can tell you, as a parent of, of, of children, even with having a partner to help, it is still extremely difficult. Uh, so doing it alone sounds awful. I imagine the character is romanticizing it, and that will be somewhat addressed in the movie at some point. It has to be. Really funny line at the end about podcasts again, like I mentioned at the intro. But I'm really worried that you're probably making a little straight white guy in there. That's the whole plan. I'm gonna... Oh, I just, I just gave him a podcast. Ah, <sighs> oh, they got us. Uh, pretty accurate. <laughs> they they got us. They get us with these podcast lo- lines, man. Yeah, once per week. That's exactly right. 
Uh, all right, so tr- the next trailer here is The Mitchells versus The Machines, and this is coming to us from the studio that brought us Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And the Lego movie, which means it's Lord and Miller. That's exactly right, and the animation on this looks so good. Yeah, we uh, we like Lord and Miller and their productions here. Uh, I also like Abby Jacobson, and I'm glad that she's putting a lot of voice work in because she has a really interesting voice. And I cer- certain people should just do voice work, even if it's not their main thing. And Abby Jacobson is like a natural voice actor. Like, I've been watching season three of Disenchantment, and I don't... Re- it's not really funny. Like, it's it seems like recycled bits from other Matt Groening series, and I, it's not great. But I can I can still watch it because of all the voice actors. Like, there's a lot of Maurice LaMarche and... And Abby Jacobson is the main character, and and I just like all the voice actors so much that I've, I'm content to hang around with them, even though the show is not really that good. Interesting, interesting. Um, there, oh, there's a funny part in this trailer about Furbies that got us both. There's a extremely funny part. If you if you're not gonna watch this movie and you think Furbies are at least a little funny nostalgically, uh, you should watch this for the end because there's some great Furby stuff and. My my old coworker Vince and I have been for years sending these modded horrifying Furbies on Instagram. Like people mod them into weird monsters, and we just send them to each other all the time. And they're truly horrific. So Furbies are hilarious to me. <laughs> I didn't know that existed, but that in these times that makes complete sense to me. I'll start sending them to you then, and you can live in my nightmare world. That, that's fine. I, I share with you the cringe-topia stuff from Reddit, so we, we'll just share in each other's suffering. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next trailer we have here is Spiral from the Book of Saw. This is a very weird thing to me because... We've talked about this. We've talked about it. There was a teaser trailer a year ago, and it got delayed because of COVID. But uh, the plot of this is basically it's a it's a follow-up to the saw movies and there's like a new soft thing going on and this stars chris rock but it was it also came to be because chris rock wanted to do it it was his idea he didn't write it but it was his idea to do it and that's why this exists and he must have had a good idea like and i don't want to see this like i don't i don't like torture porn movies um, I do like Chris Rock, and I think he's an extremely good dramatic actor after watching season four of Fargo. But yeah, I'll probably Google this to see, uh, like, a Wikipedia and read the plot because I have a theory that it's Samuel L. Jackson who's playing his dad. That's the new serial killer jigsaw guy, and I just want to see if I'm right. Yeah, this sound this sounds like a hey, let me just see a recap or read the plot synopsis, and I'm good. Yep, that's where we're at. So we're going to Wikipedia the plot of this one, but probably not watch it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Okay, so next up we've got Things Heard and Seen. This is that new Amanda Seyfried movie. This is a ghost movie, the plot of which is an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. So it's either a haunted house or like a... Either that or like they're just all messed up. Amanda Seyfried, to me, if I see her, my brain just keeps repeating, oh, she's in Twin Peaks Season 3, over and over, and it's this weird thing I have with her where I can't get past her character from Twin Peaks. 
And it was made it really difficult for me to pay attention to the trailer because my brain was like, hey, remember when she was in season three of Twin Peaks? She's <laughs> she's Shelly's daughter. Do you remember? And I'm like, yes, I remember. I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> That's I can only see her from Mean Girls. That's where I first saw her. And so my mind always goes back to her in Mean Girls. And neither one of us thinks of Les Miserables. But <laughs> no. <laughs> Folks, what, what when you see Amanda Seyfried, what do you think of? Yeah, yeah. What what just replays in your head over and over when you see Amanda Seyfried that makes it so you can't pay attention? <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, well, first of all, Temptress Nancy from Stranger Things is in this. Yeah, I didn't re- realize that was her until I saw your note about it. Yeah. Uh, I will say though that Amanda, she is glowing up to me. I think she, as she gets older. She has re- she's really um, just improved, I, I would say, uh, in her composure, her her appearance. Uh, I think she's aging very nicely, very great. Is that a weird thing to say? Uh, I find I find older Amanda more attractive, and maybe this is because I'm old, but I you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. My crushes tend to age up with me. Like I still like Jerry Ryan and. <laughs> Uh, like Lucy Lawless and stuff. So I, we can barely go an episode without talking about old Jerry Ryan. Yeah. So I think it sounds normal to me. No. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. She she she's she's attractive in this. I will say. I don't. I never saw her in Twin Peaks though. Yeah. She was she was Shelley's daughter in Twin Peaks season three. As your brain likes to remind you. Over and over. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for some good cheating and some supernatural thriller things, this film is for you. If this is actually about ghosts, I might watch it around Halloween next year. But other than that, meh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's a perfect strategy there. Yep. Uh, all right. Next trailer we have here is Percy versus Goliath. Saban! Saban! This is the first Saban movie I've wanted to watch. Same. This is a, a Christopher Walken movie. And it's a Canadian farmer takes on the giant corporation, Monsanto. After the GMOs interfere with its crops. So this is a... It's a movie with Christopher Walken's in it, and Zach Braff is in it, and it's basically... I think it was a true story about that guy that that took on Monsanto, and it looks really well made, which is weird for Saban. Looks yeah. well well acted. I remember yep. Zach Braff talking this talking about this like a year ago on his podcast, so oh, they wow. put the time into it. But yeah, Percy vs. Goliath. Is that, who, who doesn't want to watch Christopher Walken take on Monsanto? I know, I do. I mean, we don't. You don't normally think about Christopher Walken like he's like kind of like the butt of a lot of jokes, and and like you like him, but you don't think about him being a good actor. But like he, this was the guy that was in Catch Me If You Can. Like he can act. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes he plays joke characters, but when he when he needs like what is Deer Hunter for crying out loud? <laughs> yeah. Hey, first, can I get your autograph? No. <laughs> So I'll, we'll probably both see this, I think. Yeah, I want to watch this one. Yep. Uh, here we go. Next trailer is Black Widow, a new Black Widow trailer. This is a Disney Plus trailer for Black Widow, so it's got a, a few little new bits of footage. I mainly put it in here because I wanted to watch it because we have so many Garbo trailers lately. So, you know, Black Widow. It's a new Black Widow trailer. It's coming out on, on July 9th. going to be on Disney Plus. We get some good looks at Taskmaster in this. Uh, we got looks at David Harbour, who did not get a rash from the red dye in his suit. Rachel Weiss, who is just great. I love Rachel Weiss. 
And yeah, Black Widow coming out soon. Can't wait for it. Uh, Rachel Weisz, uh, star of The Mummy, 1999. Evie. That's right. So we're about, yeah, this, just give it to us. For yeah. Gosh, we've been waiting forever. Last trailer here, the Adele DeZinth trailer is Zero. And this is uh, an Italian film, I believe. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what, if that, uh, yeah, it is Italian. Okay, so the the synopsis of here is a shy African origin guy, second generation Italian, who has an incredible superpower, a modern superhero who, thanks to his power, will learn how to open up to the world and love. And if you thought that synopsis was confusing, so was this trailer. Boy, this was either not cut well or this movie just doesn't make a whole lot of sense and is unrelatable to us white Americans. It started talking about anime and I was like, oh, is this guy going to be like like an anime or like a manga author or something? Uh, and it's going to be like about him. Nope. All of a sudden he turns invisible. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is Kel from Mystery Men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they really do start the trailer off with like, hey, it's almost like a coming of age story. Like a guy trying to like find his place in Italian society and find friends. And then all of a sudden he turns invisible. And it's just like, Wait, where are we going here? I don't understand why we're going here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing to say about this one. I just, it's so weird and it made me think of Mystery Men. So that's why it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will not see this. I'll tell you that. Also, they talk too fast for the subtitles. Yeah. I couldn't keep up with it. That might just be Italian. I'm trying to learn Italian because I'm, I'm going to Italy in November. So I'm trying to learn Italian, and you—they can speak it really fast. I'll—they can—they have the ability. Yeah, well, they do it in this trailer. <laughs> I think it's just Italian people. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that does it for the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. I put out a simple feeler this week because uh, we didn't do question times. I just wanted to know what you've been watching, and if you had any '90s movie recommendations for my binge. Sheila said, not a dang thing. I did read Shadow and Bone books to prepare for the Netflix show, but I doubt I'll really get around to watching it. A fool's hope, I guess. To me, reading books is a lot harder than watching Netflix. (laughs) So I would think it would be easier to watch, but hopefully you get time and hopefully it's good, Sheila. Robo said, I'm currently re-watching Young Justice. I watched Kong Skull Island to get ready for this week, the 2017 Power Rangers movie, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and James Spann on Thursday. Also, Hot Fuzz is the best Edgar Wright film. Let's add Godzilla vs. Kong to the list. Robo, you're a man after my own heart. Uh, I love Kong Skull Island. I also love Hot Fuzz, and I'm going to see Godzilla vs. Kong tomorrow. Sounds like you had a good week. He did. Now, he, he mentioned James Spann on Thursday. That's when all the tornadoes came through. Uh... Alabama, okay. Uh, last Thursday, and James Spann is like a literally like a world-renowned meteorologist. Okay, I was pretending I was sort of walking by that one like I knew what was going on, even though I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So whenever there's storms here in the southeast, you 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 got James Spann on the tube, and and you and you you do what he says, buddy. You don't play around. <laughs> Uh, so Bridget said, I'm still off of social media until next week, but the 90s movies are some of my faves since I'm a 90s kid. So she said that you watched The Saint, and that was definitely one of my top 90s movies. Some other good ones are A Perfect World, Gattaca, yes, Face Off, because Nick Cage, duh, 
The Rock, Sean Connery, and Nick Cage, she says. Hook, of course. Tombstone, of course. The Fifth Element, of course. That's one of her top five movies, she says. Total Recall, so bad it's good. Uh, The Truman Show, one of Ben's top five movies. I'm Not you, Ben Mayo. Ben Mayo, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, that's not one of my top five movies. But, you um, broke this, Ben. Yeah. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne, crawled through a river of filth and came out clean on the other side. Um, and that's also in her top five movies. Uh, and Hudson Hawk, another It's So Bad But Good movies. Yeah, of all of these movies, the only ones I have not seen are Perfect World and Gattaca. And it turns out that I actually own A Perfect World on DVD because I have hundreds of DVDs. Uh, that's a Kevin Costner movie with Clint Eastwood, and I have every Clint Eastwood movie since... Or uh, every Clint Eastwood movie up until, like, Gran Torino, I think. Uh, but I, those are the only two I haven't seen. And Hudson Hawk, if you haven't seen Hudson Hawk, it's... Maybe the the stupidest movie ever made. It can be fun to watch. Like she said, it's bad. It's so bad, it's good. This is Bruce Willis nonsense. It's total nonsense. Andy McDowell's in it. She makes dolphin noises. The whole thing's off the rails. Wow. Okay. So, 90s movies. This, this, man, the 90s had some good movies, though. Yeah, I've been enjoying watching all these 90s movies and like around that time period. Um, and if you have any more movie recommendations, you can email them to us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which is what I recommend. If you want to just know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. And if you're feeling generous, you can leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, well, I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna learn to live five star right on that apartment, and I'm gonna customize a Furby, and I'm gonna mail it to you, and you're gonna put it in a prominent place in your home, like the mantle place. And if you don't have a fireplace with the mantle, put it on the entryway table where you put your keys when you get home. And you say, well, I hang my keys up on the hook, quick, Mickey. What you gonna do about that? Well. If that's the case, I'm going to put a little, like, a lanyard on that Furby, and then you just going to hang him up just like your keys. And when you get home, I'm going to program that little monster to talk to you, and I'm going to make I'm gonna make it, I'm going to re-record some of his stuff, and it's going to talk to you like Quick Mickey, but it's going to be in the creepy voice. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, Welcome home, this Quick Mickey. And I'm glad you're here when I have you for dinner. Because I made SpaghettiOs. And so it's going to be pretty creepy, so watch your back. Uh, when you got that verbal in your house, dice it to you. Effervescent is always quick, Mickey, and uh, succinct and uh, verifiable. So thank you for that. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I live in another Earth but a horror version of it. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I hate SpaghettiOs, but I like marbles. Happy Trailers. (laughs) Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the Vid Yo Games. 
one quarter portion of the show nick uh i don't it doesn't look like you've been playing anything did you play no vigi games no i didn't touch a thing this is going to be the one ninth portion of the show this week <laughs> this is gonna be really quick um i i have still been playing steam world dig 2 still so good love it um probably about to finish it i think i'm getting fairly close to the end uh and so i will probably just uh probably just keep playing um shadow run dragonfall director's cut i'll probably uh, do that and then after that i think i may get um the godfather uh the redone one the oh mafia one. Uh, excuse me mafia not the godfather mafia because uh, I want to play that. So good. Yep. Oh, and and also I just saw this is like this is kind of video game news, but I got an email from Steam that said that totally accurate battle simulator uh, has I think come out of beta, and you, you can buy the actual game now. And it just looks like a silly game. Looks pretty fun. I think it's like twenty bucks. So I'm I'm contemplating that as well. But we'll see. I've got so many free games that I don't have to buy video games for a long time. Yeah, I have a lot of free ones. I always grab the new PS Plus ones, and I I don't play any of them ever. <laughs> I just have I just accrue them. <laughs> That's the way I am with Epic. It's the same exact thing with Epic. I'll probably just play more PGA. Yeah, I've got a bunch of the free games on uh, Stadia as well. Uh, Resident Evil Seven was free this uh, in April, so I don't yeah, know. I probably won't play that. It's horror. I mean, I I got that one, and it was first person so I, I was a little disappointed but i still want to know what happens i just i should just watch playthroughs of these games yeah skip to the end uh all right so we have two new trailers uh this weekend uh the first one here is a red band trailer for Forspoken. this is that uh it's a square enix game right yeah so i tend to like square enix games uh the tomb raider the new tomb raider games are like my favorite games to play and those are square enix and marvel's the avengers is square enix and i love that so yeah i'll probably play this it looks really cool the uh the woman the actress that's playing the lead was extremely pretty and i was hit oh my gosh (laughs) right okay it was beautiful yeah so she was talking and it was cutting between her and the video game character you know because it's just like this is an early trailer and yeah. uh, she was like just talking about the game, and I, I was just sort of hypnotized. <laughs> I was like already on Square Enix, like buying the game. <laughs> yeah, they made the right move putting her on camera and not just her voice. Yes, definitely. Um, and she 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 was pretty. She seemed like she was pretty charismatic too. Which yeah, um, everything about yeah. her was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Now I do want to say about this game, the traversal in this game looks pretty fun. Um, it sort of reminds me of that that old game Prototype. Yep. Um, so kind of, but there's also this like cool shimmer effect that they have on the character when she's moving quickly. Um, I've never really seen anything like it in a game, but it looked really good. Yeah. And for me personally, Square Enix is good at at that. Like the, the camera work in Square Enix games is good. The, the movement is good. The, the combat is usually good. I love the Tomb Raider reboot series. That's one like my favorite thing. Uh, those are some of the only games that I've replayed. But yeah, so I'm definitely going to play Forspoken when it comes out. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean, depending on how the reviews come out, I may check it out too if it comes out on PC. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I think I think their games come out on PC, do they? Uh, yeah, sometimes there's a delay, but I know Kevin just got Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, on a Steam sale, so... 
Okay, yeah, so then it'll probably come out on, yeah. on PC then. Uh, the second trailer here that we have is called Haunted Space. This is a reveal trailer. Yeah, this is like a scary haunted space game where you fly ships. It's like dogfighting and flying ships, but it's like weird sort of dead spacey type haunted universe. Yeah, that's a, that's probably a good way to put it. I would say if you were to mix the old Wing Commander games with the old Descent games, you remember Descent? Yeah, I remember the board yeah. game of Descent. Oh wow! So mix that, um, and then and then yeah, Dead Space, and then you've pretty much got this game. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think that's one hundred percent accurate as a way of describing this. Um, I won't be playing this one. There's no way I would be good at this. It's exactly the same as that Dragon game from last week, where it's like, okay, this is a cool idea, but I am not talented enough to do this game. You'd just be crashing a lot, right? Yeah, I would fly too high up. And then I'd overcorrect and go f- too far down, which is how I've been in every every space game except for Shadows of the Empire, which I played so much that I could do every mission in literally, I think, the least amount of time possible. Like, if I would have done a speed run when I was, like, 13 of Shadows of the Empire, I think I would be the record holder. <laughs> I was that way with Star Fox. Well, it's like it was the only game that I had on my PC for the longest time, so I just played it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and I was so fast at it. <laughs> uh is that a translatable skill that makes you money these days nope <laughs> <laughs> no it's not <laughs> no i don't have any of those <laughs> we need to get some of those i'm good at naming and coming up with podcast games and segments that are like <laughs> vaguely pun punish uh someone want to pay uh, me for that i'm about to say does that the, the those bring you any money hey mattress companies this is where you come in Hey, do we need to? Do you need to build your own website? I would tell you who to use, but they don't pay me to to tell you, so I won't tell you. Yeah. Do you need soft underwear? <laughs> we'll sell that too. I I have no shame. Are you losing your hair? <laughs> I won't tell you how to keep it. Not gonna tell you. It's a secret that I keep in my heart. <laughs> well, it's a secret that we keep, but also the other podcasts are shouting our secrets into the ether. Eh, nobody listens to those. Everyone listens to us, the Trailer Blazers. Ah, yes, the most popular podcast in the universe. Hey, each week, 65 people listen to us right away, and then another 60-something people trail in over a month. (laughs) (laughs) What if there's a mirror universe where they somehow get a hold of our podcast, and we are the most popular podcast in the mirror universe? We're the uh, stuff you should know of the mirror universe. That's right. As long as we're not Joe Rogan, I'm happy. (laughs) He is always in the top five, though. He is, but, you know, that's such a basic podcast. <laughs> it is. And you, you can't listen to it with your kids. No. It, listening to Joe Rogan isn't a personality. Uh, 30-year-old white dudes on internet sites. <laughs> I can't stand those 30-year-old white dudes. I know, they're the worst. Uh, they are. All right. Well, folks, that does it for this uh, edition, this episode of the podcast. And uh, so that that means that I'm Ben Moon and I'm the worst. Happy Trailsers. And my name is Nick Kelly. And I uh, I just want to watch that Forspoken trailer again. See that see that that girl. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. <laughs> so basic. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, final piece of news we have here is that WB cancels Armageddon. 